0: (laughs) We're underway with Season 4, Episode 22 of JV to the Pros. And once again, we have a fabulous show ready to share with you. We're going to go from the January 6th hearings in which obstinate Donald J. Trump followed the advice of a drunk (laughs) while everyone on the planet, or at least everyone within his world, was telling him there is no voter fraud but Trump being Trump wouldn't believe anything other than what he wished were true not only that but but Trump appears to have orchestrated the January 6th attack on the Capitol building by contacting members of the Proud Boys organization via direct messages on Twitter assuring them That he'd be there with them for the attack on the Capitol, although being the coward Trump is, and has proven that he is, never showed up, and became a spectator along with the rest of the country while, once again, someone else did Trump's dirty work. We will get into the facts, not speculation, of what happened in the days leading up to the January 6th attacks at the direction of the failed President Donald Trump. Yes, I will be verbally kicking Donald J. Trump in the political balls regularly, regularly during this show as his actions are being exposed, and I can't wait. For the day he is taken to jail for being a jerk a bad leader an egomaniac a sociopath a narcissist a rotten husband a terrible example of a father a con man a grifter and a bs artist that ripped off hard-working americans through donations to the tune of 250 million dollars We'll get to all that. We'll also talk about the Stanley Cup Finals, which begin tomorrow night in Ball Arena in Denver, Colorado, as the Avalanche have been waiting around for about a week to find out whom they will be facing for the Stanley Cup Championship. My heartbreak as my New York Rangers jumped out to a two-zip lead in that best-of-seven series. And after coming back down 0-2 in the previous two series, had the tables flipped on them after trying out life by trying to win from ahead against the Lightning. Well, that didn't work out very well at all. Um, I'm just going to say, how do I put this? Oh, oh, oh yeah so i will also be talking about major league baseball standings and the surprises and management changes of at least two major market teams that very well may simply switch teams in a move that will be beneficial for both teams i'll explain that all later also I'll credit a good friend and teammate of mine, we call him Big Jim, for acknowledging the possibility of these two managerial changes simply switching positions. Ah, So, a shout out to Big Jim. I want to talk about a couple of teams that have gone on hot winning streaks and made it a race in two divisions and a challenge in the other. I'm going to tell you about a man who won a $10 million lottery. Good news, right? Not so much as this man will be spending the rest of his life in prison after winning the lottery. I'll explain that whole mess later in the show. I want to chat about my prediction that I made to former center fielder of the New York Yankees, Billy Sample, in which I said the Yankees would get to 40 wins before they got to 16 losses. If you remember, Billy was on the show only a few weeks ago, and Billy said, I don't know, 40 40 wins and not getting 16 losses? I'll be very surprised if that happens. And my Yankees did just that. I want to talk about my brother Richie's New York Mets and how they seem to be on a collision course with my Yankees. And we all know how that turned out in 2000. But this isn't 2000, and this isn't that Mets team. I'd also like to touch upon this Saudi Arabian golf tournament that managed to tap into basic greed in human beings. Pro golfers like Phil Mickelson, Phil Mickelson, I shouldn't get his name wrong because he doesn't live that far from me, and I've met him a couple of times, and Phil Mickelson made it clear that he'd never have anything to do with this new Saudi Arabian golf tour due to their horrible human rights record. Until they showed him the number. And then he changed his tune along with many other golfer whores that couldn't say no to the money, even selling their souls as part of the deal. I'll give you the details later in the show on how that unfolded. Now, Let me start with the biggest news of the week as the hearings for the January 6th attacks are underway. Now, this embarrassment to our democracy is looking more and more with strong evidence that Donald J. Trump, at the time sitting president and thin-skinned, egomaniac, sociopath, narcissist, conman, idiot, ripped off his weak-minded followers to the tune of getting them to quote-unquote donate more than 250 million dollars to his cause which was complete bs that he needed their donations to donations to quote investigate voter fraud in which it has been proven that not one dime of that donated 250 million dollars has been spent on investigating anything other than making his bank account full with the cash of hard working Americans that truly believed in the cause of quote unquote straightening out the election results trump is is, is nothing short of a con man bser those that donated their hard-earned money to Trump, a man who has never worked a day in his privileged, coddled, free ride of a life, that the committee investigating the circumstances and facts and digital trail of the happenings of how January 6th ever happened are proving most assertively that Donald J. Trump was, in fact, without doubt, Behind the orchestration and coordinating of the January sixth attack on our Capitol building, Trump was said to have promised via direct messages to member of the Proud Boys gang, and that and that's what the Proud Boys are. They're just they're just a gang of law breaking, Trump following, weak minded, directionalist morons that were led by then President. Trump to attack the Capitol building with the assurance of the sitting president that he would have their backs and he would also join them in this attack. But as we know, Trump doesn't do any of the work. He doesn't build walls or knows how walls are built, but he can point to get others to do the work that he wishes to be done. Trump sent direct messages on twitter to several members of the proud boys gang many of whom have been brought up on federal charges for january 6th and were easily able to prove that they were acting on the direction of the president of the united states donald trump several of these idiots have been sentenced to prison time along with gathering felony charges forever on their record. And ironically, while trying to reverse the election results, claiming voter fraud sparked by Donald J. Trump will never be able to vote again, which means their fury over votes not being counted will never be able to vote again. And will never have any influence on any, any election again, ever. Now, Trump's insiders have been testifying before the January 6th committee that they all, yes all, tried to tell egomaniac Trump that there is no evidence of voter fraud. But instead, Trump decided to to listen to an obviously very drunk Rudy Giuliani who, while in a drunken state on election night, watched from the white house oval oval office as the election results began showing that trump was about to lose and lose big to joseph robinette biden yes <laughs> his middle name is robinette robinette Robinetta robinetta <laughs> my brother richie will get that joke Rubbin it so drunk Giuliani advises moron Trump you know this is a recipe for disaster that they should claim victory and if it's proven that they lost claim voter fraud and Trump decides to go with this plan by an exposed failure on everything in his life except how he handled the attacks of 2001 in New York. Rudy was willing to have the president tell the American people anything and everything necessary to try to desperately hold on to the power of the presidency longer than the will of the people wished him to. Trump and and his catering news channel, Fox News, were the darlings of the campaign until the results were obvious that Trump lost the very red state of Arizona and Fox News were the first to call Arizona for Biden. Joe Robinette. they Robinette. they Biden. And, uh, <laughs> and, Um, The results were really obvious, but here's the thing. Trump offended John McCain for the entirety of his administration, offending those in Arizona that looked at John McCain as a member of their family in Arizona, as McCain served and served as a prisoner of war for five years while Trump claimed, falsely, that he couldn't serve in our military due to bunions on his feet. Well, this came from the Trump family doctor and was never challenged by the U.S. military. So Trump got to bebop around Manhattan dating models on his father's $114 million inheritance. And Trump failed and failed in business while his family bank just got depleted. Trump, by the way, in 1992, had raked up a debt of $4.5 billion with a B dollars with the bank that his father had a close business relationship with for many years. They finally decided that they needed a balloon payment or they'll have to call in his margin. Trump, being the scumbag that he is, played the joker up his sleeve by refusing to make any such payment but rather alerting them to the fact that their entire value of that particular bank was $9 billion and they now have no choice but to continue to fund his inability to manage his businesses or the bank would face going under. Forcing the bank to take this debt out on honest, hardworking, regular customers within the bank. Yeah. So Trump owes them $4.5 billion and Trump tells them, hey, screw you, you know, charge fees to everybody else and let the regular customers make up for my idiocy. Now, this is true. Trump used the trust the bank afforded him to take advantage of that trust to the point where he screwed up things so badly that the bank was in a position to either keep feeding Trump's businesses or simply close their doors. So what they had to do was charge all the rest of the customers extra to compensate for Trump being a schmuck of a failure of a businessman. <sighs> now getting back to these hearings on the January 6th attack, Trump directly messaged members of the Proud Boys gang, telling them to quote-unquote attack. Trump is so stupid that it didn't occur to him that messaging someone leaves a digital trail that many of these suckers willingly showed to the authorities upon their arrests. I think it wasn't until the man showed up at their front door to arrest them Did they realize that they had been duped by con man Donald J. Trump? Now, Trump watched for over seven hours as thousands of Trump followers, morons, stormed the Capitol building, ultimately killing five police officers and injuring countless others. Now, Trump only cares about himself and how life serves him. He's a man without empathy or regard for others' suffering. Trump only enjoys going through life as the sociopath he truly is. On day one of the hearings, Capitol Uniformed Officer Carolyn Edwards, a female officer assigned to protecting the Capitol building, was doing her very best to hold back the bike rack fencing. It looks like a bike rack, but it's fencing that's kind of hooked together that surrounds the Capitol building with all her might as thousands of Trump followers slash morons who were sent to the Capitol building by Trump, rammed the bike rack, all that fencing, and plowed Officer Carolyn Edwards backwards onto her back, at which time she slammed her head against the stone steps of the Capitol building, knocking her out cold from an immediate concussion. When she woke up, she, she'd been stomped over by these crazed Trump followers who had no regard for anyone in authority because they were acting upon the direction of Donald J. Trump, idiot president. Trump for more than seven hours watched as they chanted hang mike pence hang mike pence and now witnesses who were with trump in the white house watching the attack all testified the same way that trump was quoted as saying he deserves it as he listened to this chant about his own vice president how heartless How many things are wrong with Trump's brain? We also heard that Vice President Mike Pence seriously considered invoking the 25th Amendment in which he felt that Trump was no longer mentally competent to continue as president. Frankly, I don't think Trump has ever been mentally competent as an adult. Of the many witnesses that have come forward to testify that Trump was told by all within his inner circle that there, wa- there is no voter fraud, and certainly no evidence of voter fraud, yet Trump, in his continued abstinence, refused to listen to the fact that he lost the election cleanly. Trump refuses to believe how disliked he is across America. Trump refuses to believe that most people are smarter than he is and 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 they can just blow right through him. They can see right through his idiocy. The only people that support Trump are those that just want to believe in him at any cost, even the cost of how they're viewed by logical people with common sense on their side. Many of Trump's supporters go through life with Trump blinders on and lack being open-minded enough to look at the truth. The testimony of Jared Kushner, Trump's son-in-law, Ivanka's husband, and Ivanka herself, in which they told Trump repeatedly... That he lost fair and square, but Trump wouldn't accept it. The U.S. Attorney General, William Barr, of which Donald Trump appointed, told him that he lost and there's no evidence of voter fraud. Yet Trump wouldn't believe it to the point where Barr, then U.S. Attorney General, he was then the U.S. Attorney General, testified that he felt felt that Trump was insane and quote not connected to reality now one of the words Barr said to Trump when Trump said the voter fraud voter fraud they stole the election and Barr said that's bull sugar but he said the, the real thing okay now for the attorney general to question whether the president is truly connected to reality, not tethered to reality. This shows an inability for Trump to accept reality. Trump Trump is a disturbed man. And that might be his defense, as it looks like he will be looking at prison time for his actions. He is someone who doesn't understand consequences for his action for his actions. I mean Trump is used to living in a fantasy world in which he says or does something and those around him indulge him and confirm his behavior as acceptable. Basically, all the encouragement and unlimited support without barriers that he got from his mother, he surrounds himself with those kind of people as an adult. This is a frightful person to be in any position of power at all much less the president of the United States. Let me not take up the whole show on the stupidity of Trump. I mean, frankly, his stupidity could take up the rest of my life. But I, I will say that these hearings have opened a lot of eyes, even the eyes of friends of mine that have been loyal Trump supporters for years. They don't like the fact that Trump stole $250 million Dollars from loyal blue collar Americans without regard for the fact that he promised to use the money for one thing but just simply ripped them off and just stole it without using one single dime in the direction it was promised for and most people don't like the fact the fact that it's appearing more and more that everyone within his inner circle tried their best to convince Trump that it's a falsehood to tell the American people that the election was fraudulent or stolen when it wasn't. Trump, in my opinion, and the opinion of more and more people day to day, Trump is a deeply disturbed person with more issues than he has time left on this planet to repair effectively. Trump will be a dark footnote in american history and in years to come will be regarded as a political pied piper that led many down a road that led to a steep cliff off an endless fall i take no pleasure in the fact that trump's shortcomings have cost america and cost americans dearly now let's uh take a little break and let's go on to one of our loyal sponsors who does deliver what he promises and that's rob van dam and his cbd oil and that cbd oil doesn't cost americans dearly but has tremendous results unlike the trump administration rob van dam's cbd oil is a joint pain relieving muscle soreness relieving cbd oil that gives your tired body a chance to recover so so you can continue to handle your life without pain i mean you know go to rvdcbd.com and get yourself some of the best cbd oil on the planet wwe hall of famer rob van dam has developed this cbd oil just for your achy joints and sore muscles I use it and many of my friends use it. I've loaned it to guys in the dugout during a game so they can continue playing good baseball. I use it sometimes before a tennis match or a racquetball game. I I. I I play racquetball with my best friend, the employer, lawyer, Paul Sorrentino, who's also a sponsor of the show, but for a different reason. You go to rvdcbd.com and put JV to the pros in the promo box and save at least 10% on your next purchase. rvdcbd.com and let us know how much you like it or love it and how much you love and appreciate this CBD oil. Now, we're going to get on to the Stanley Cup Finals, which will be played between the Colorado Avalanche and the Tampa Bay Lightning, who are the two-time defending champs and going for a three-peat. Yeah, the Lightning are going for a three-peat. Repeating as champions is so rare that it's only happened a few times in the past 40 years in all of the major sports. The New York Islanders won four in a row from 1980 to 1984 with Trottier and that whole gang which made that Islander team a dynasty in hockey. Next, you have the 98 to 2000 New York Yankees who won 12 out of 13 World Series games only losing one game in the 2000 Subway Series against the New York Mets. At the time... The Yankees lost that one game in 13. The Yankees had won 14 straight World Series games consecutively in a row and got stopped by the New York Mets for one game and then continued winning. The Yankees came back in the 96 series against the Braves after being down 0-2 in that best of seven and won four in a row and then beat the Padres four in a row in 98, then beat the Braves again in 99, four in a row, then won the first two games against the Mets in 2000 before losing one and winning the next two to close out the Subway Series. And by the way, those same Yankees also went on to the 2001 World Series taking the Diamondbacks to a game seven, and even having the lead going into the eighth inning before the Diamondbacks had a miraculous comeback in the ninth to win game seven in the ninth. Next, you have the 2000 to 2002 LA Lakers that won three NBA championships in a row. And now the Tampa Bay Lightning are looking to get into the club with three straight Stanley Cup championships, which, as I've said, The Stanley Cup is the toughest championship in the world to win. And now Tampa Bay is looking to be the first team in 40 years to win three Stanley Cups in a row. I I don't think the avalanche... Have the they? I don't think they have the goaltending to hold off this offensively-minded team that just reeled off four in a row against a very formidable, very young New York Rangers team that was made up of 20- 20 and 21-year-old protégés that have an incredible future ahead of them. And yes, the Rangers will win a few Stanley Cups with this team if they're able to keep these boys together. I mean, think about it. Many of these, te- these players on the Rangers were born after 2000 (laughs) oh yeah give that some thought for you those of you that are over 40 in the nba let's get on to the nba the celtics have been like the rocky of basketball taking all the warriors have to give and holding them off enough to keep themselves in this thing at the end of game four the celtics were tied at two apiece with the warriors and golden state Had to have been wondering what's going on here. But in the critical, pivotal Game 5, the Warriors showed their championship spirit and pedigree by winning Game 5 and could close this thing out on Thursday in Boston on the Celtics' hardwood. At this point, I think home court advantage will come into play as a factor. And I do think this thing will be going back to California for Game 7. And again, I think the Warriors will finally put this thing away on their home court. Now, this has turned out to actually be a great series. I'm just sorry the Heat didn't make it in. I would have loved to have watched the the Warriors and the Heat go at it for 7, because that surely would have gone 7. This thing might be over in six. But I think the Celtics will rise to the occasion. I think this is coming back to California for Game 7. And I'll have a recap next week as to who ended up finally putting this thing away. Speaking of a recap, let's talk about another one of our sponsors, Paul Sorrentino, the employer lawyer. This is the man that protects those of you that own businesses, companies, or corporations. You've worked your butt off to build something, and once again, you you get you get to enjoy the success you wished for. And now some schmuck of a cheap, greasy lawyer, he comes along claiming he'd like to sue your company for false claims by an employee that that is is usually that employee that doesn't work hard and wants something for nothing. Well, Paul Sorrentino of Jackson Lewis earns his pay and you earn your way and those that don't earn their way don't get free payouts go to paul sorrentino at jackson lewis at 619-573-4900 and ask for the employer lawyer if you need someone that believes in you and believes that you shouldn't be paying out to someone that doesn't deserve it you call paul sorrentino paul sorrentino protects those of you that put in the sweat and put in the late hours and stayed all night and wished for things to go your way. And now that they are, nobody's coming along and taking any of that away from you wrongfully. Call Paul Sorrentino at 619-573-4900 and tell him you heard about his legal protection service for your small business company or corporation from JV to the pros. And hand things over to Paul Sorrentino. By the way, He's a sports nut, too, so feel free to talk sports with him at, at any time because, I mean, I mean, don't expect to have a beer with him or anything as Paul Sorrentino doesn't drink, but he does get results. Paul Sorrentino, 619-573-4900, the employer, lawyer. Now, Let's get into the baseball picture as lots has happened since I talked to you last time about baseball and that's been two weeks. I told you that I thought the Angels have the talent to compete in that division and I was right. Although, right after I made that comment, The Angels went on a 12-game losing streak, forcing ownership to fire manager Joe Madden, who is most famous for getting the Cubs their first World Series championship in 108 years. This is back in 2016. Madden spent uh, a couple more seasons in Chicago before seeking the sunshine of Orange County, California. I know, I know the Angels call themselves the L.A. Angels of Anaheim, but Anaheim isn't anywhere near L.A. I mean, unless you're using your GPS and planning on spending at least an hour in your car. Mickey is closer, but, but even Mickey is 30 minutes from the Big A where the Angels play. Well... The Angels now have third base coach Phil Nevin as interim manager for the remainder of the season, and the Angels have quickly reversed their fortunes and gotten themselves back in the race for the AL West. The Angels, after losing 12 straight, are three games under 500 in third place in that division, but climbing back into this thing quickly. The Rangers have the same amount of wins, 29, but less losses by a game which puts them in second place waiting for the angels to surpass them and they will soon enough houston has a seven and a half game lead in that division with great pitching on their side but here come the angels again in the al central the twins are no longer the only team over 500 as the Guardians of Cleveland with the most horrible name in baseball are now two games over 500, but not a serious threat to the Twins, and and the Guardians are not going to win that division. I will apologize to the horribly named Guardians if they make a run in the AL Central, but as I see it, Twins have this division. Now, let's talk about the division with the best team in baseball, my New York Yankees. I spoke to former center fielder Billy Sample right here on the show a few weeks ago in which I predicted the Yankees would win 40 games before they lose 16. Well, the Yankees have lost 16, but not after winning 44 games. Yeah, 44 games. 44 and 16. The New York Yankees are playing 733 baseball with a winning percentage of 73 percent they've won 73 percent of their games so far this season this season and not showing any signs of slowing down they're up by eight games over the blue jays of toronto and are killing it against teams with losing records and not being shocked or caught off guard by any teams that they're supposed to beat and beating the team's that even think they have a chance. This Yankees team is one of the greatest teams ever in baseball history. And by the end of the season, this team will be in the conversation of one of the five greatest baseball teams ever. Judge, he's hitting baseballs off the International Space Station at a rate of expecting to hit at least, at least... 65 home runs this year, and that's if he stays on pace. If he stays on the pace he's on, that's 65 home runs in the bank. What if he gets hot? (laughs) Now, let's take a look at the National League. And we'll start with my brother Richie's New York Mets who are trying to remain relevant in New York and relevant in the National League. The Mets are playing solid baseball throughout the National League and playing solidly against the American League challengers as well as they're doing some interleague already. Here's the problem for the Mets. The Mets don't play the Braves nearly enough to hold them off single-handedly as the Braves have all of a sudden, learned to play great baseball like they did last season. And they, they have put together 12 wins in a row and gotten within five games of the Mets. Now, there's only 162 games in a baseball season. And if you win 12 or 15 in a row at any one time during the season, heck, that's 10% of your year with nothing but wins in the win column. That will gain you ground behind anyone you're chasing, even if the team you're chasing is winning 70% of their games. All of a sudden, the NL, NL East race is a real race. I'm not sure how long the Braves can play at this level, but I do know the Mets can keep up their pace for the rest of the season. I don't know if the Braves can. I just spent time with the New York Mets while they were here in San Diego. And I don't play golf. But they do. And the day after Escobar... Oh, it sounds like they're flying in some more pitching. The day after New York Mets Escobar hit for the cycle against the Padres, the Mets celebrated with a round of golf, which they paid paid for that night as the Padres, after they got done playing golf, the Padres shut them out six-zip. Now... You know, we'll keep an eye on the NL East until the Braves get back into being the Braves from back in April. But in the meantime, this is a race and it's five games separating the two teams, which means one loses three, one gains three, and we've got a flip. In the NL Central, St. Louis and Milwaukee are in a street fight with one game separating them and the Cardinals are letting the Brew Crew know that they're not going away and this is another division, like the NL West, that will be decided around game 160 of 162. <sighs> now, we're 60 games into this season, and both the Cards and Brewers have about 35 wins each. I mean, this division's going to be fun. Now, let's go... To my favorite division, the NL West, in which the Dodgers have dominated that division for about 10 years now. But this year, the Padres are making a run to win the West. And they'd like to show everyone how the West was won once it's won. As of the time that I'm doing the show this week, the Padres are in a virtual tie with the Dodgers, as the Dodgers just got swept by the Giants, and the Padres have continued their winning ways. Both teams are playing approximately 615 baseball, and just one more win instead of a loss every two weeks could mean the, the difference. To win this division or end up as a wild card team. But one of these guys are going to win this division, and one of these teams are going to be the wild card in the National League. Both the Padres and the Dodgers have about 38 wins each. And now the baseball schedule itself is becoming the huge factor as this season just continues to unfold and everyone's looking ahead at who they have in front of them. Basically, playing teams with losing records will become monstrous as we get into the dog days of summer. Both these teams play in Southern California where it's normally warmer than most areas. You know, the heat wave this year, it's starting earlier than we're used to. I think exhaustion could play a huge factor in who ends up winning the NL West. This, This division used to be called the NL Worst, but now it's awfully com- competitive. As a resident of San Diego, and after watching the Dodgers dominate this division for so long, I'd like to see the Padres run with this thing and make the Dodgers f- fight their way through through the wild card bracket this year. While the Padres get the advantage of ho- of the home field and the fans, the fans are showing up without giveaways or promotions and supporting this team and they're selling out Petco Park for home games. I mean, San Diego fans are believing in this team and they should. So I say good luck, Padres. Now, we're going to finish up sports with this Saudi Arabian golf tournament that is luring professional American golfers and golfers from around the world, to, from the PGA, to play in this newly formed Saudi Arabian golf tournament. Now, at first, Phil Mickelson made solid true comments about how he would never play for the Saudi Arabian league citing the human rights violations and the Saudi's Saudi's record on human rights that was until they showed Phil the number yeah Phil Mickelson along with several other PGA golfers have sold their souls to the devil by knowing all about the human rights violations and how the Saudis orchestrated the murder of Washington Post writer Jamal Khashoggi on American soil they killed him, along with millions of other human rights violations against women and children, not to mention political genocide. Look, Phil Mickelson claimed he'd never play for them until they offered him $200 dollars to come play some golf 200 million dollars well phil's image is taking quite the hit in the public's eye and the media is not giving him a pass in exchange for the large sum of money he received the way the saudis put this tournament together they're offering truckloads of money. For the top 112 players finishing the tournament heck i don't even play golf and they're only beating me by a couple of strokes and the hundred and twelfth player is getting five hundred thousand dollars for four days playing the winner of this four-day tournament gets four million dollars for the weekend where are they getting this money oh yeah I pay nearly $7 a gallon for gas. (laughs) I'm glad my SUV is helping to pay for these golfers to indulge Saudi billionaires. The PGA has announced that they will suspend any golfers that play for the Saudis. But once again, if they lose all their marquee players, they will lose their number and their bank and their bottom line will suffer this is just such an ugly money grab. Phil lives about 10 minutes from my house and I will say something to him the next time I run into him and we do cross paths because we're both on the beach and we're both pretty close to one another. He's a nice guy publicly, but this must be said even if it doesn't affect him personally. Phil is worth about a billion dollars so he doesn't need the money so I don't understand why he's doing this also one person to his credit Tiger Woods was offered around eight hundred million dollars to play for the Saudis and he turned it down now all of Tiger's money was split in half when he got divorced (laughs) so he went from being a billionaire to being half a billionaire and he turned down $800 million, while Phil Mickelson took the $200 million. It says something about someone who will show themselves as the whore that they are if the money is right. That, that's about all I have to say about that. Now, on to our funny news story of the week. Imagine, if you will, imagine, if you will, winning the lottery... Winning $10 million in the lottery. Pretty good thing to imagine, right? Let me tell you a story about a man named Todd. Poor mountain man nearly kept his head odd. Then one day he was looking for some gold. And up from the lottery came six numbers told. (laughs) Millions, that is. Carolina, that is. North Carolina. So, here's the story. And I can't embellish any of this as I thought it was internet fabrication of sorts when I first started reading this. I mean, it must be, right? I mean, sometimes life is more interesting than fiction. There's this thing called the curse of the lottery. You can look it up. 90% of lottery winners either go broke quickly or fall on hard terms, hard, hard times as soon as they win the lottery. And they're sorry they ever won the lottery well this story is along those lines I'm going to hold up one second as a light flight helicopter is passing over my home get Billy Joel singing Paris Island anyway this story falls along those lines Michael Todd Hill it's never good When a report has all three of your names, Donald John Trump, (sighs) Michael Todd Hill had the good fortune to pick the winning lottery numbers near his home in North Carolina. And he wins $10 million. This is all good news. Except for the fact Michael Todd Hill had some baggage. You know, like that game show that Jerry Springer hosts, Baggage. I love that show. This is a prime example of having too much baggage. Michael Todd Hill wins $10 million, but his past comes back to haunt him. As soon after winning the $10 million lottery, he is arrested for killing his girlfriend, Keona Graham, Hill, 54 years old, apparently confessed to killing his girlfriend, Keona Graham, because she was texting other men while in a hotel room with him in July of 2020. (laughs) The two were in this on-again, off-again relationship. You know, we all know how that goes. And they had been in this on-again, off-again relationship for some time before Michael Todd Hill shot Graham in the back of the head killing her instantly now here's the kicker hill won the lottery in august of 2017 you know, think about that he won the lottery of 10 million dollars three years before deciding to kill this woman who might have been using him for his money or not really into him or whatever, or just didn't want to continue being with him and was moving on. He's got $10 million. I believe he had the means to run in some better circles and meet someone else or just be alone and enjoy traveling and investing that whole $10 million. Instead, he decides, hey, hey, I've got $10 million, but I don't have a murder conviction on my record and that's what's missing from my life. So now, Michael Todd Hill will be spending not the lottery money, but his life in prison for murdering his pseudo-girlfriend by shooting her in the back of the head and now All the traveling he'll be doing will be from his prison cell to the chow hall and back. No new cars. No women. No Monte Carlo, either in Vegas or the real Monte Carlo. No seeing the sea to shining sea and the whole rest of that song. No quality food. Nobody kissing your butt because you have money. Oh, wait. Someone would be willing to kiss his butt, but I don't think that was the plan he had in mind. No nice, soft mattress to sleep on. And he'll never be able to turn the lights on and off at will for the rest of his life. At 54, he could have gotten himself on a budget and enjoyed that money right through his 90s with a quality of life most of us can only dream of. I know if producer Karen had won that kind of money, there would be an outline of where she was last standing before she blew out the door. This is a a horrible lottery story, but so many lottery stories are just such letdowns that once you win the money, like things just go wrong. People often think that... Money is the key to happiness. And I can tell you as someone that has been on both sides of wealth, of the wealth, of wealth there, with utes and wealth, With you know, I've been on both sides of, of good wealth. And money isn't the currency most believe it is. But, you know, give it a chance to make you happy at least for a while. Michael Todd Hill, you reached the top of the financial hill no pun intended, only to fall about as far as one can fall after winning $10 million. His entire fortune could be spent trying to reduce his sentence through legal maneuvering only to get out and still be broke. Well, you might as well enjoy your three hots and a cot. (laughs) It's just so sad when you when you read stories like that <sighs> okay our last story is from the world of entertainment as Mick Jagger has reportedly had to cancel his concert tour in the Netherlands due to Mick coming down with covid now am i the only one who, who has this question how is it keith richards doesn't get sick, doesn't get COVID, doesn't get cancer from smoking cigarettes, doesn't overdose from all those drugs, doesn't suffer from alcohol poisoning, and appears to be ready to outlive everyone on the planet. Heroin, speed, downers, partying for days on end, for years and years on end, drinking profusely, smoking like a chimney, claiming he likes, he doesn't like coke, but he only likes the way it smells. And yet Keith Richards is fine. Keith Richards is a marvel of mankind and should be studied by scientists a hundred years from now when his body finally gives out. And a hundred years might still be an understatement. Keith Richards might be just indestructible. You know, if Keith Richards ever came back and got reincarnated if he got reincarnated as a cockroach all other cockroaches would look at him like whoa he's resilient (laughs) I mean I just think that's absolutely hilarious that that Keith Richards is more resilient than a cockroach I mean it's just amazing (laughs) that is our show for this week season four episode 22 is now in the books and is online and is on tons of platforms you can listen to the show on facebook at jv to the pros or spotify or on your alexa or google just ask for jv play jv to the pros and the the alexa or google will probably say sure we'll play it we'll play it this week i love jv to the pros anyway you can listen to the show just about anywhere and everywhere podcasts can be heard i'd like to thank our sponsors rob van dam for his miraculous cbd oil and remember to put jv to the pros in the promo box and save at least 10 percent on your next purchase at rvdcbd.com also i'd like to thank paul sorrentino the employer, lawyer who protects and defends small businesses, companies, and corporations from unfounded legal attacks for quick money grabs. Paul Sorrentino, 619-573-4900 and tell him you heard about him on JV to the Pros. I'd also like to thank that stranger that puts the show together once I'm done having my fun and that's the queen of Queens, New York, producer Karen. <laughs> and and it, not like the Karen that you see in those Karen videos online. She's a different kind of... Although she has her moments. She does a stellar job putting the show together once I've gotten done smashing all the info each week. We'd also like to thank you, the listeners, for enjoying the show, and we do relish your feedback each week. Some of you choose to talk to me at baseball or when I go to the gym. I'm surprised at how many people at the gym come over to me and quote things that I've said on the show. And some of your direct um, messages on Facebook... Uh, At JV to the pros, or also on our Instagram account, JV to the pros at Instagram. You can also email us at JV to the pros at gmail.com with your comments and compliments. Until we connect again, I'm Jack Vecchio, and this has been JV to the pros, and we thank you so much for listening.